RadioInfluence.com. You've seen Chef Ryan Duffy on Spike TV's Bar Rescue, NBC's Today Show, and opening bars and restaurants all over the world. Now he's sharing his stories, his friends, and some tips of the trade he's learned along the way. Prepare yourself to get Duffified. This is Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. Hey, hey, everybody. Happy Friday morning. Yep, it's Duffified Live Day. Another wonderful Friday. A whole another week has passed. Um, We are uh, pretty excited after uh, the last a uh, couple of shows that we've had on just had a whole bunch of fun, man. I love talking to Rev Ciancio. I hope you guys enjoyed that as well. That was a really good um, chat one because one of the things I like about Rev so much is the fact that he knows what he wants to do, man. He knows what he likes, what he doesn't like. It is uh, the whole nine yards. So, uh, I really enjoyed talking to him and we've had some fun conversations after, in fact, about a couple different things. And we had chef Ford Fry on as well. I hope that kind of opened up eyes to people and in some of the, in, in the industry. And so that everybody can kind of get an idea, just kind of the direction that I want to start moving in with employees and stuff like that as well. And I'm going to start making a lot of, a lot of noise about that in the, in the next coming months, I have to say, um, I, uh, I had a, a great kind of couple of weeks out here. I've been doing all my GE stuff. So I was just in uh, uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, where I had a great uh, two days after being out in Chicago out at uh, Arrow Ale House, um, which is a place that I did the menus for a while back. And we have a pretty good relationship with a lot of stuff that we do um, out there. And these guys just do a great job with food and all that. So I got to play with food for three days again, which uh, sometimes I don't get to do all the time, um, especially with this travel schedule. But got to hang out out there, got to see some good friends and uh, and all that, which I just adore every time I get out there. And then I flew right to St. Paul, Minnesota, where I got to do a, uh, another GE appearance for those guys with the monogram line uh, that I get to play with, where I do these crazy like Tom hawks and buff and bacon wrapped uh, fillets that we cook in advantium which cooks 15 times faster than a conventional oven like cool shit like that and uh actually um i i kind of got home on friday and just chilled out with the girls all weekend emily had to take her sats on saturday so i am uh pretty stoked that that first part of it's over we'll get scores in the next couple days and get an idea of where we are in the world of college because i have a college age child or soon to be um i i had a great call last night from uh a good friend of mine who's actually been on the show um sally young who is kind of my not only just a, a wonderful friend she's like my kind of spiritual guru um sally and i get together and we just talk and a lot of shit just kind of opens up and uh you know uh, especially in this crazy world that we're living in at this point right now where everybody's just so angry man and everybody is against everybody and you know i i i made a statement the other day that i feel as if we're in the middle of a civil war again like in the beginning of it actually you know, like, like uh, nobody, 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 nobody understands anybody else's point because we just dismiss it so fast. And I don't want this to be negative at all, but it's just kind of a weird world. So it, it, I, I find that, you know, Sally and I had a conversation for a reason and we both kind of agreed on a lot of that stuff. And I, I'm actually going to have Sally back on the show um, probably next week or the week after. I want to get her on as soon as possible because we just had a really good kind of vision talk about some some stuff that's going on out there. And and I think that, that it's something that's kind of cool that we should all be talking about um, because it's a weird world, man. We just got a lot of shit going on out there. So, uh, you know, we had some pretty crazy shit going on. We had uh, Kavanaugh was uh, uh, Put out there, um, 
uh, you know, he was abducted and, and kind of brought in and sworn in and all that stuff. And that's a crazy couple of weeks that all that happened. It's like just amazing uh, to watch uh, the, the, the kind of cycle that we're in in this world that we're in right now. It's kind of weird. Um, but I don't know. Whatever. We will. Uh, we can talk about all that stuff at a later time. Um, I've got uh, a guest who's coming up with us today who is um, – uh, kind of a, a leader in something that I never thought w- would really be uh, kind of a, a leader in, you know, not not him personally, but but the, the topic of it. Um, you know, we've been talking about, you know, this industry that we're in. We talk about it every single week about this, this crazy uh, hospitality industry that we're in that uh, is, is kind of thankless in so many ways to a lot of people. And at the same time, it, it affords you know, uh, uh, an ownership, a tremendous amount of, of, of reward. Um, if you're in the right places, you can kind of get the reward if you're a server or a manager or something like that, but not a lot of places really do that anymore. And we're losing sight of the people that get the job done. You know, the people that we work with all the time, about two years ago, I was at the beard awards and I listened to, uh, when my brothers, by the way, were nominated for two James beard awards for, uh, for culinary programs. Yes. I'm pretty proud of it myself. Cause they're my brothers. Um, but I listened to Zimmern talk and he had such a great kind of poignant thing to talk about, which is that those behind the line, you know, we're, we're, we always talk about the chef and we celebrate. We've turned that term into a celebrity chef. Um, but we never really think or, or dig back into the people that are on the line. And there's a there's a, a cool company that's out there that I started to follow about a year ago, I guess. I started to see a little bit of a lot of momentum with them a year, maybe two. I never really fully paid attention to it until I started to follow a lot of people that followed them. And I used to see these really cool kind of hats that they put out. I thought it was just a brand like True Cooks. Hey, they got bumper stickers and hats. Like I thought that stuff was pretty cool. Then I started to follow it and dig into it a little bit deeper. And, um, and, and one of the things that I like is that the, the name of it is True Cooks. In this day when being a chef is such a, an honorary title, I mean, not an honorary, it's, it's an honor to have that title. You know, I really, I, I, I love that people call me a chef. Look, I don't run a kitchen day to day anymore. I still oversee kitchens and I run the finances and I create and I do all of that. So in that term, I am a chef. I am the head of the brigade, the lead of the brigade. That's what the term chef means. So but I'm just not in the kitchen on a daily basis on the line doing that sort of stuff. Those guys are chefs as well. Anybody who runs that kitchen at that point is a chef. But over the last bunch of years, we started to see the term chef pop up everywhere. I used to see saute chef. I used to see fry chef and pantry chef, you know, call me. And I mean, just like there's always a, a chef being thrown around in that way. And I started to do research and hire people. And, and I started to notice that everybody wanted to be an executive chef, but nobody knew what the fuck the term meant. Everybody just wanted to be an executive chef because that was the high level without being uh, going and taking classes to become certified master cooks or certified cook or certified, you know, uh, master chef or certified chef or executive chef. Like these terms of chef just kind of got tossed around all the time. And one of the things that I really liked about this company is the name itself, which is True Cooks, which is kind of down and dirty. That's what we are, man. We're all cooks. That's what we do. That's how we got started. We just didn't walk into a kitchen and lead it and take over and just do that. Maybe a couple of people out there did, and maybe some people to this day that have been on TV shows and stuff like that, maybe they just get that title. But it's for me, 
I wasn't a chef until I actually led a kitchen, you know, and at that point I was a sous chef and I worked for an asshole and I learned what it was like to work for an asshole. But I, but I earned the title chef because I worked my way through. I was a dishwasher. I was a line cook. I was a fry cook in a pantry. And I went to culinary school just because I graduated from culinary school didn't make me a chef. What it did was I was graduated with a degree in culinary arts. That's what my degree was, you know, and that's what it was. And, and, but the term chef didn't come to me until I actually ran a kitchen. And I started to see over the last bunch of years that the term chef is just so loose, but we're bringing it back with these guys, with true cooks, and we're bringing it back to the cook status. I see a lot of people just, hey, I'm a cook. It's what we do. It's kind of funny to hear, kind of funny to watch at the same time. In fact, we had a joke with my buddy Chad Rosenthal. You guys all know him. He's been on the show, uh, Next Food Network star. He's a big barbecue guy, the whole nine yards. You know, We were talking to Chad one day, and he's like, man, I'm not a chef. I'm a cook. And he actually changed his Instagram to cook Chad Rosenthal, which I absolutely loved. So, um, but uh, w- without kind of hanging this out all night long and going back and forth with all this other stuff, we have a pretty cool guest who's on, who's going to be on tonight, which I'm really stoked to talk to. Um, I met him uh, when we were in Chicago, um, and uh, this gentleman's name is Chad Minton from True Cooks. So, everybody, do me a favor. Let's welcome Chad to Duffified Live. What's up, Chad? Hey, good afternoon, Chef. How are you, man? So wait, are you in Vegas right now? I am. I'm at the uh, True Cooks mid-century mansion, uh, (laughs) Vegas HQ. (laughs) I love it. So you're in your garage? No, I'm back porch. Nice. I love it. I love it. So, hey, Chad, do me a favor. Why don't you tell us who you are, what you do, and how we can get in contact with you? Great. Well, my name's Chad Minton, uh, executive chef, uh, founder, owner, everything for True Cooks, the world's first and finest lifestyle brand for chefs. Uh, Up until about a year ago, I was the executive chef of the Park Hyatt Highlands Inn in Carmel, California, and uh, I've been cooking professionally for 27 years. uh, in the States and abroad, uh, primarily with uh, Ritz-Carlton Hotels and uh, Hyatt International. Wow, dude. And how can we, uh, how can we follow you? Uh, at True Cooks. There you go. That's what I like. Yeah, That's True how Cooks, I found you guys. Uh, in- Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I think we even have, uh, I don't know, YouTube or Snapchat. We got, we got all that stuff. It's all True Cooks. <laughs> it's out there somewhere. I love it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, so here's kind of the big question. So corporate, you know, executive chef running properties and within the rich world and all of that stuff. Why, what, what was, what was the passion? What set, what, what set you off that you were like, this is it, man, I'm out of here, or I need to do something different to, to create something. Well, I don't know. I, I think for me, it was one of those situations of don't wish too hard for what you want because you might just get it. You know, I, uh, had dedicated or sac- made, made a number of sacrifices very early in my career to get the kind of experience, you know, I, I felt I needed in a, in a competitive market, San Francisco, early nineties, sure. um, to, to become, to become sous chef and, you know, you become sous chef and you work your ass off to, to become chef de cuisine. And, you know, I, I, I was chef de cuisine, uh, for Hyatt and San Francisco and, and Vancouver, British Columbia for, for 10 years. 
uh, with this with this sole goal to become executive chef and and you know I I, I got the job at the Ritz in, in Los Angeles the West Side Marina del Rey uh, right at the same time that the economy was crashing in 2007 and and you know in being a good steward to the brand you become something that you're not and you become uh, uh, just out of being a good steward to the brand, uh, making decisions that affect free-spirited people's lives that you may or may not agree with. You know, let, let me make an example for you. Say it's a Saturday night, you got 200 reservations, uh, you know, five courses, you're going to get absolutely crushed. The saute cook comes in and he's unshaven. Does him not being shaved affect his ability to work a busy saute station on a Saturday night? Not at all. No, 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 no absolutely not. Not but at again, all. As, as, as an executive chef and a, and a senior manager or senior leadership role, you know, it, it, it's upon you to, to give him the dreaded razor and send him down to the men's room to shave. Dry. Now, we've ar- now we've already started off the night in a bad way. Yep. And, you know... The, these types of, you know, bureaucratical standards that certainly need to apply for the valets or the front of the house in a corporate setting, the folks in the back of the house are subjected to the exact same rules. Right. And you began, you began kind of playing games with folks and, 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 and controlling, you know, creative, free-spirited young people in, in that way. I don't know really how good it is, you know, right. and... So, but, you know, I love the kitchen. I love cooking. It's, it's all I've ever known. And, you know, really true cooks began is just basically my love letter, you know, to, 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 to professional cooking and, and just do some silly fun stuff. That's just for us that right. only we get. And, and, and that's kind of, kind of how things started. You know, I liked uh, uh, when I first saw True Cooks, and, and I don't remember where it was, but I remember looking at it and think, wow, that, what, what a great name. Like, what a great name. I mean, it's it's because in this day and age, and I just I just talked about this in my intro, in this day and age where everybody's a chef, we've got saute chef, we've got pantry yeah. chef, we've got fry chef, we're all chefs, you know? Yeah. And, and the yeah. term oh, executive yeah. chef is so fucking disgustingly loosely yeah. used that during an interview yeah. process, when I ask somebody, oh, you were the executive chef of the property, what kind of volume did you do? And their response is, you know, about 200 covers a night. Okay, right. well, well, what kind of financial vibe? Well, the owners hid that from me, you know, and, and I, I got to a point yeah. that I, I was, I, I, you know, everybody wants to be a chef and everybody wants that part. Nobody is respecting the cook. Nobody's you know, when I was a line, when, when I was a cook a million years ago in San Francisco, and this is the early 90s, Rich Carlton, you know, extremely competitive, you know, Gary Danko era dining room. Right. And I felt like every cook that I worked with had the, had a let up, leg up on me. They had all gone to culinary school. I hadn't. They probably resented that. Nevertheless, when we go out, you know, for for drinks after work, and you know, pretty girl asks them, you know, everybody what you do. These guys would say they were chefs. Yeah. <laughs> I always resented that because I knew damn good and well that we were fucking cooks. Right. And you know, how dare you devalue, you know, what it is we're all chasing. By claiming this, you know, at 22 years old, it, right. it, it just, it, it, it doesn't fly. So, no, so that especially was, that in that day and age at that year, 
Yeah. So that was that, you know, the two cooks name, that was very strategic. You know, the only person I want to see walking around with a, with a hat that says chef on it is, you know, Ray Kwan. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, I remember, I think it was true revival. Do you remember that company? Are they still around? Uh, I true don't revival know. used to make chef jackets and they used to make, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember them, <laughs> you know, okay. knives yeah, yeah. and, they, they actually had a couple of cool little products that they had that were that worked. They used to have a little glove holder that you could put under your apron belt that held rubber gloves. Like they had a couple of cool little products. <laughs> I don't know if I saw that. But okay. they used to make a hat and the hat just said chef on the front of it. And oh, I always wow. remember that and think, well, that's kind of, you know, like uh, who the fuck's wearing that hat? It's you know, pretentious, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, totally. 100% it is. So, uh, and, and, and that's why I really liked your stuff. And I've kind of watched you guys grow over the last two years, which is when I started mm-hmm. to get really more involved in Instagram and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that I really started to see the amount of people that, that sport your product, you know, staggering you With, know, to, to, you know, dude, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I, I, I'm going to finish With fucking pride. Like with pride, it's awesome to see. Well, there's a, well, there's, a there's, there's a wonderful community behind it, and you know that's that's the true value of True Cooks is 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 the community, and we've got you know a combined following of about a quarter of a million chefs and cooks all over the world, all different experience levels. We've got yeah. folks that are very new to the trade and we've got folks like ourselves that are very old to the trade, but, <laughs> and everybody in between. And, you know, it's, it truly is uh, a good representation of the food service hospitality industry, you know, and, and I never wanted true cooks to reflect that 1% even though that's, you know, very much where I came from, uh, uh, from a cooking standpoint, you know, fine dining does only account for 1% of the total employment of cooks nationwide. And we wanted to, to create a community that was inclusive. So the guy at the Waffle House who has his sights set on a career cooking can kind of network and create opportunities for themselves to grow and, um, you know, we've really seen that, man. I mean, yeah. we've, we've seen people get married. We've seen babies be born uh, all through connections that people have made through True Cooks, you know, and, yeah. and, and that'll never be monetized. You know, uh, uh, the, the, the job, the job networking is extraordinary, you know, and we've been approached many times to try to monetize that piece. And I just feel like that's the value behind the brand is, is, is our community. I have, there are three hats that I, I wear a shit ton of hats and I mean literal hats. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. And I, there are three hats that have made more impact. Like people say to me all the time, wow, that's a great hat. One of them is an Asker's hat out of Colorado that I picked up at the great American beer fest. Another one was given to me by my tattoo guy that says make tattooing scary again. And the other one said plant based. And I got that from, I yeah. got that from you guys in Chicago with Chad yeah. was now, now Chad white. Is he involved with you guys? What, what is Chad's been a guy that we've always, that's always been a great supporter of the brand. Okay. And you know, he's, he's one of these guys that's uh, that's, that's, that's basically part of our, our team, 
you know, okay. and, and, and we don't have a super, well, we do have a, we now have an official street team, which we're still working the kinks out on, um, which is about 50 chefs uh, worldwide. Um, but Chad was somebody that was very early on had reached out to a mutual friend and, um, you know, we really hit it off and, uh, he's a great know, dude. Done some work together. Yeah, absolutely. A absolutely. great guy, man. Just a, very good he's, cook too. I've been trying to have him on the show. He's so busy right now. We keep we keep flopping. We 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 had him all ready to go, and he canceled at the last minute. So no, and um, I know he's a big fan of yours too. You know, and there was a there there, there was a time that he was he was really trying to to, to get us linked up. So what's up, Chad? Well, there we go. Yeah, and we, actually, that's we met because I saw Chad at the show, and he's like, "Wait, I right. got to introduce you to these guys over here," and and that's where we all connected. So, but yep. but yep. so that hat, I probably had the hat for three weeks and i i gave it away i mean somebody just stopped me they're like i where did you get that hat and i'm i'm like i gave i gave my my make tattooing scary hat away to a uh to a guard on uh on a on a base in the middle of the middle east who was a huge tattoo fan i gave him that hat i just lost the colorado and the plant base is gone so i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna do right now but uh we gotta get you a new hat buddy we, we well, gotta I'll get hang a new on hat. after the show yeah i'll <laughs> hang on after the show and we'll, we'll get our people involved and, and, and get you a new hat right away but it's so funny because it's it's just a hat that says plant-based and that I think right. is just one of the cool things about what you guys do. And you also showed me the knife roll when I was up there that day, like some really cool shit mm-hmm. that's, that is actually built from a chef's mind, you know, with the simplicity. No, you know, yeah. A hundred percent. And, and, you know, that's, you know, I, I, I do all of the design work, uh, all, all, all of the, the tools, the, anything that's manufactured from, from true cooks is, 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 is my baby. And, and, you know, we spend a lot of time on these things and there's a lot of back and forth and, you know, it's very much like, you know, running your restaurant and you, you make a menu, you know, uh, whatever it be quarterly, you know, what, however you determine to change your menu. But, you know, you, you think about the dishes and, and, and you think about things that work well in the past and you think about, you know, things that your guests like that they're asking for. And, and but at the same time, you know, once you hit a point in your career, you know, there's only so many times you can do tomato, mozzarella and basil <laughs> until you have to kind of start pushing, you know, pushing these combinations and 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 seeing how far you can take it as as a craftsman. And, you know, you, 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 you put all of this data together and you knock yourself out and you make this new menu and, you know, you're satisfied with it and you, 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 you keep your fingers crossed and hope and pray that the guests like it and they do and everything sells and it's a huge home run and you go home and you start the next day from scratch again. And, and that's very much what it is like designing, you know, the apparel building these, these items that we do retail, it, it, it's very much the same because as soon as that thing is, you know, in the shop, uh, it's on to the next one, on to the next one, on to the next one. And, you know, you get invested in these dishes, you know, uh, or techniques or, you know, whatever it is, you, you have a personal investment in these things and they're all like, you know, your babies, you know, people, you know, uh, people love to ask you, you know, as a chef, Oh, what's your favorite dish? You know, and it's like, I always, one. You know yeah. You know, and I always say like, well, what's your favorite child? 
You know, it's very difficult for me to say what my favorite dish is. You know, I mean, there's things that I'm fond of to eat, but that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, that that's what my guests want to eat. Right. <laughs> you know, there's a whole psychology behind that. And, and so, yeah, man, a lot of work goes into that, goes into that stuff. And, you know, it's always amazing to me to see what resonates with our community more than other things because just like that menu you know you're like okay this fucking monkfish is gonna do great and <laughs> it doesn't and you know or, or no the, the ribeye doesn't do great and the monkfish does and you're like right. oh, that's weird yeah <laughs> you know yep exactly so. and you only had 18 portions of the monkfish in the first place yeah, yeah. So that's kind of good. I mean, you sold it out, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everybody's asking for it. <laughs> and then you menu it, and it never sells again. So you know, you mm-hmm. get that world as yeah. well. Um, so, so what are your? I mean, after being in the industry for as long as you have, and after mm-hmm. you know making the move into this other end of it, where you're really digging back down into into you're digging deep again. You know, with with the staff. Yeah. I mean. As chefs, we move forward. Next thing you know, all of our friends become chefs. You know, we start hanging out with it and, and we, we never really deal, really hang out with the cooks anymore. And now I feel like you guys are, are the brand that is really hanging out with the cooks. Where are you, yeah. how are you feeling about the, the industry as a whole at this point right now with the, with the crazy world we live in with the constant changing of rules. And, you know, I, I love you guys have a sticker, you know, sous vide is, is not illegal. Or is not is not a crime? Wasn't that what it was? What is that sticker? Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, and, yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. I mean, where where what are your thoughts on where the industry is right now compared to which is a horrible thing, but five years ago, ten years ago, and and uh-huh. where is it where is it going? Yeah, you know, it, it's it's fascinating to me, you know, and and you know, on on a on a big picture, I see a lot of the decadence and a lot of the uh super fine dining backpedaling and looking for ways of making it relevant and making um opportunities in quick service you know yeah. and i and, and 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 you know these white tablecloths uh and, and this is not anything new this has been going on for many years now you know, folks are trying to, you know, figure out, uh, operators are trying to figure out, you know, how to bring some money to the bottom line. And in doing that, you know, the, the explosion of, uh, named, you know, so call them celebrity chefs, um, franchise opportunities I see going down, you know, and I see a lot of, a, a lot of that piece changing to quick service and ways that chefs can still I, look at Wiley Dufresne. Here's a, here's a, here's a great example. He's a Michelin two-star chef, you know, the, 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 you know, the forerunner of molecular cookery in North America. Definitely one of the guys, sure. um, hugely, hugely successful restaurateur, uh, you know, Michelin two-star WD 50, you know, very wildly successful restaurant right. at Lower East Side of New York for many, many years. Um, you know, he's got a donut concept now. Yeah. 
you know, so, and, and I'm sure that his family appreciates that. Yeah, <laughs> sure. no, absolutely. You know, he's, he's probably a happier person and you know, the, it, you know, it's a very simple menu, but I, I, I see, you know, his, his touch to the donuts or to the soft scrambled grilled cheese sandwich or, you know, whatever. So you can still express yourself and have a good time, right. but we're figuring, but we're figuring out, new avenues, new ways of doing it. You know, I, I, I hate generalizing and, and making, you know, wild generalizations. Oh, we're, we're very sensitive as a, as, as a generation right now, or we're, we're very needy as a generation right now, but I do see a lot of victimization. And sure. what I mean by that, what I mean by that is, is like as human beings, we have the amazing gift of creating change. So if you're not happy in your job or in your shitty town or in your relationship, you know, whatever it is, you have the power to change that. 100%. And it's a, and it's a very, very, very scary proposition for some people. You know, I've never had any problem in creating radical change in my life. So I have to have empathy on others when they're stuck in terrible situations or there are situations that they perceive as terrible. But let me tell you something, brother, you can change that. Right. You can snap your fingers. And, and, and if you're a cook, you can be in another town tomorrow and you sure. can be in another restaurant tomorrow <laughs> if you're willing to take that risk and invest in yourself. That's so weird. I I literally I have a, a a woman who's been on the show. She's she's kind of my spiritual guru. And every now and then, this is going to sound weird to the rest of the world out there. Every now and then, we're brought together for a reason. We don't we don't have to talk oh, all absolutely. the time. We are, you know, yesterday she texted me. She's like, Brian, miss you. Where are you? And the next thing you know, we had lunch this afternoon. We ended up, you know, uh, sitting around doing some work together and then had pho later this evening because I found out she had never had pho before. So it was literally it brought us together. And one of the things that we were talking about was the fact that that change you're we're, we're everybody's so afraid of change. We have this crazy world that we live in where we're afraid of change, but we make that decision. You make, yeah. you're in a bad relationship. Well then get out. What are you yep. holding on to it for? If you have a bad job, then, then find another job. You don't have to stay here. It's such a, it's so funny. You just said that dude. So weird. So weird. Well, well the universe gives us clues along the way and, and, and you have to decipher them. You know, I'm a firm believer that there are no coincidences, right. You know, and, 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 and take that for what it's worth. You know, are we part of some giant divine plan? You know, are we in a simulation run by, you know, aliens from another dimension? <laughs> Shit, maybe, who knows? Maybe, but I, but, but I, but I know for a fact that the universe drops things in your lap from time to time. And, you know, I had to deal with, uh, with, uh, terrible loss as a child, a teenager. And, and it kind of sent my life into a world, into a, you know, a tailspin. Right. And I'm a firm believer that, you know, terrible, 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 terrible events that are absolutely unexplainable. You know, when those things happen to you, they can either destroy you or they can define you. Right. Because you know that this is as bad as it's ever going to get. So no matter what, life is only going to get better from here, right. you know, or at least keep telling yourself that. And, it, and, and it's a wonderful motivation tool. 
Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big firm believer and I kind of take, I take a step back and I, you know, what, what is it that I'm complaining? Am I complaining because of the fact that, you know, my shoe hurts while I'm working the line last week and I'm looking right. over at, you know, uh, one of my cooks who's, you know, he's only got nine fingers cause he cut his finger off. You know, how bad, right. how bad is it really for me right now? I just, I interviewed a guy a couple of weeks ago. This guy is a brilliant dude. He said, he's a triple amputee from Afghanistan. You know, he was a Canadian who came over and, you know, he, he, he became an adult in the United States and a citizen. And then he joined the military and he had, he, he just climbed fucking Mount Kilimanjaro two weeks ago with, with, with wow, double, with two, without legs, you know, with, with prosthetics on. And I'm complaining because my fucking foot hurts oh. on the line. You know, it's like, it's a, you know, it's, 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 it's chef, it's perspective is what it is. Yeah. And, you know, I use an example, you know, uh, someone says, Oh man, we got killed last night. You know, I've done it myself. I said, listen, I'm not perfect, but, 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 but I recognize my faults and I, and I work on them and I try to become the best person I can be the best version of myself, if you will. And so I'm not saying that I've always been so enlightened, but you know, you know, somebody says, Hey, look, we, I got killed last night on the line. I'm not making any money. And it's like, well, hold on. Did you really get killed? Okay. No. And let's look exactly at how much money you are making, because I can suggest a couple of lines of work that you could actually put your life on the line for. You will be working more than you work here. And you will be making less money and, yeah. and have a little bit of perspective because you're running around chasing all these cute girls, getting wasted every night, you know, coming sure. to work and being able to have some kind of creativity. But you could be in the armed forces. Right. Exactly. You know, or, or, or On you, lockdown you know, in Djibouti, and, Africa. And, and, and look, when I was, you know, 16 years old and my mom was dead and I quit high school, you know, uh, a year later when, you know, I, I find myself washing dishes and I think my life is over with, believe me, man, if, if I could have, I would have joined the military then, but it wasn't even on the table for me. Right. So, so really, you know, dishwashing was it. And, you know, I thought my life was over at that point, but, but honestly, it had, it had only just begun because if you wash dishes good, sooner or later, somebody's going to give you an onion to chop. And if you can chop the onion decent, then maybe somebody's going to give you a burger to flip Yeah, and you can parlay one small time skill into another, into another, into another. And, and, and before too long, you're invaluable to the restaurant you're working at. Sure. And then you can go to another restaurant that's slightly better and do the same thing and so on and so forth. And if you start young enough, and that's one problem I've got with this country is, is that if, cause I worked fast food when I was in teen, when I was a teenager and you know, at 15, 14, 15 in France, you can go and start an apprenticeship at right. uh, you know, a Michelin star uh, you know, establishment Right. But here in the States, until you're 18, your options are basically working part-time fast food. Right. So, you know, already our European counterparts have a four-year leg up from a trade standpoint on anybody working in the States. Right. Absolutely. 
I 100% agree with that. I think that, you know, I mean, I started, I was bussing tables at 14. You know, I was working in a restaurant. I was bussing tables and washing dishes. And, and that's where I kind of mm-hmm. found, you know, the, the, the lady was standing at the end, go clean table four, hon, you know, with the cigarette hanging out of her <laughs> mouth. And that's yeah. what I grew up with. And then, you know, I mean, and it sucked. I remember my first New Year's Eve, like standing in a fucking hot kitchen, you know, at the age of 15 years old, when all my friends were out banging mm-hmm. pots and pans and probably drinking bottles and James wine coolers. But Yep. So, so where, I mean, where, how we're in, look, I do a tremendous amount of consulting now. So I, I am opening restaurants on a, on a, on a, on a weekly basis in some cases and the, wow. and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm in properties on a weekly basis as well, doing, you know, doing trainings and working with staff and revamping menus and, and educating as much as I can. We are at a fucking horrific time in this industry. The, 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 the employee pool is as low as I've ever seen it. The dedication that comes to the craft that we're so desperately trying to make a mark in and trying to do something that's really good. You know, how many of us are actually recreate or are really recreating the culinary wheel at this point? Very few of us. What we're doing is we're all serving great food and we're doing really cool stuff with Uh it, but we're not recreating the culinary wheel. We're educating the people that are working beneath us. We're at a time when we're at the all time highest of restaurants. 25 years ago, Philadelphia had 900 restaurants. We have over nine. 9,000 right now. Wow. Where, what, what a statistic. What, I mean, what are we, what, where are we pulling? What are we going to do? This is a question that I'm asking you for somebody who was in your level, who sees and really truly deals with cooks at this point. And, and I had a chef on last week for, or two weeks ago, Ford Fry. I don't know if you know Ford at all. Ford's a very I know. I don't know him personally. Uh, no, I am aware of his work, though. Big fan. Dude, I'm telling you, I, I spent three days with him in Washington State harvesting potatoes. And the first 10 minutes of our conversation, he just he stopped me because of his philosophy on how he deals with cooks and how he brings them up from inside of everything he does. He, his entire empire at this point has been built on the on on bringing people up through the ranks of his own restaurants. And he's a very successful, very passionate guy about the employee. What are we going to do? What are we doing at this point? Well, I can just speak from my own experience and, you know, through the nature of this business that we've built in true cooks, I live my life completely transparently. And what I mean by that is, is that in the six years that we've run true cooks, I mean, I, I don't openly try to promote myself through, through true cooks, quite the contrary for, for a long time. I, I, I very much stayed behind the scenes because I didn't ever want it to be perceived as a, as a vanity project, which would immediately make it the wackest thing in the world. So, you know, I, I, I do very much live my life, uh, uh, completely transparently, you know, as is my partner, Tanya. And that, you know, in 27 years of cooking six years, we haven't had anybody say, Hey, you know, Chad, you're a harasser. Hey, you, fucked me over. And I'm not saying that every relationship I've ever had with a cook that's worked for me has been a hundred percent positive, but I will say, and, and, and you're going to have a very difficult time finding somebody to say something to the contrary is that as a quote unquote executive chef, I was very much a working chef and I was with the guys and I was doing the work and, and, and everybody wants to be the chef, but nobody wants to do the work. 
and and it's not just over with it when you you know put the cutting boards away there's a lot more to it so to answer your question you know you have to invest in these folks and and by these folks i mean super green here they are in the industry okay you as a as a so-called leader you have one chance to make a positive impact on these uh, on these folks and you know there's a really nice way you can say this isn't good enough and there's a really kind of the dick way of saying this isn't good enough right and you know i i've worked on this throughout my career on 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 this filter of of, of being aware of what's coming out of my mouth because i i worked with the french you know, for many, many years early on, and 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 it wasn't the most uh, supportive uh, 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 leadership brigade. You know, they, the the kitchens were ran out of fear, not right. out of love. Keep and it quiet. It keep it clean. It it doesn't really. You know, when you're working out of terror, sheer terror, and every single one of us were working under sheer terror. It doesn't allow you to be your best. It, it really doesn't. So, you know, I think you have to invest in folks, you know, and by invest, I mean, like, not just know, like, what station to schedule them on, but if, you know, their kids got leukemia, right. you fucking need to know that. And you need to know when the coronation is, and you need to know that Rosa needs Wednesdays off, and you need to, yeah. you, you, you need to become an active part of these folks, and, and, and you know, recognition is a big piece too. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the, at my at, at at my last job, I sound like the new guy now, but at my last <laughs> job, you know, we, we we made this awesome bulletin board. You know, we built it to HR. We got this eight foot bulletin board. You know, the kind with the plexiglass cover, so they can't draw dicks on oh, everything. Yeah. And <laughs> right. And and you know, and 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 that was that was like we 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 did fun things like employee of the day, and you know, it had the guys' pictures up, and and it was constantly changing. It was almost like an Instagram for you know all of my Central Americans, El Salvadorians, uh, you know, that don't don't have. Instagram or don't get that, but that same kind of recognition, that daily thing. And, you know, I mean, you just have to make it fun, man. And, 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 and be prepared to do the work. I mean, listen, if you, if you, if you're the chef and, you know, and, and you're working in a major metropolitan city, you know, at a decent place and you're working less than 70 hours a week, you've got a pretty good life, you know, and, 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 and that's just fucking how it is. You know, and, and, and there's hacks, there's hacks to that. I mean, not saying that people are hacks. I'm saying that you can hack that. And, and there's, there's, there's positions that you can take. And, you know, I mean, we all know these things, but, but, but you have to do your time in the best place you can for as long as you can take it. Yeah. As a young cook. One of the, one of the things that I've been I've been really preaching and working with a lot of my clients and a lot of my chefs that are in there because everybody is you know, everybody's complaining about the fact that well he's going to work you know he's only working here for for you know he's been here three weeks and he's quitting already well okay well you know he's getting he's getting the same money to go across the street and just peel onions for Outback you know we're you know or, or more money in that case to do it and mm-hmm. one of the things that I've worked so much with my my clients and my chefs involved anybody who's ever worked for me is going to tell you that I was a dick for a long time. 
for the first 10, 15 years of my career, I was a dick. It's yeah. just, you know, I mean, look, I came out of a French kitchen where, you know, Tony yep. Clark used to throw shallots at the back of my head. That's not any shallot. That's a four season shallot, you know, and, and, and that's what I worked sure. with. I left there. I went down to the keys. I had a guy who used to throw potatoes at servers and plates at them as they walked out of the kitchen just to see if he could get them to cry. Chef, as absurd as that sounds, though, you guys probably had a very efficient way of communicating after a while through those types of, you know, it's it's nonverbal, nonverbal communication. You could look at a guy with the two eyebrows raised and, you know, a shoulder shrug and, you know, you got to pull the lamb out of the oven. Exactly. Exactly. And that was, and, and that's how I learned. So, so I took that from the early nineties. I graduated culinary school in 94. I took that and I ran it through. I mean, let's just say that we go 10 years into 2004. I talk all the time about how I have my, my first 10 years of the industry where I was a dick. And then I have my last 10, my last 10 is ever evolving. It's all today is, 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 is the, you know, the last day of my 10th and it's going to change tomorrow again. You know, it changes mm-hmm. every day, but I work with these guys and I tell them all the time, all I'm asking you to do is to spend one hour a week with one of your guys, one hour, just go in, put your phone down, tell the hostess that you're not accepting any calls. Let everybody in the kitchen know that you're working with Juan for the next hour. And even if it's on the fry station, every single time that an order of wings comes in, you're going to show him how to make it. You're going to season it the way that you want it. And I'm bringing it as basic as a wing. You're going to show him how to right. do that. You're going to work with that guy. And you're going to talk to him. And you're going to learn something about him. You know, you're going to have a conversation. And that's going to create that camaraderie. Because guess what? He's less likely to leave the person because you just spent time with him and you worked with him. And I've seen a big change in that with, with a lot of employees. You walk in and you find a more open and, and communication. And with, with, you know, I travel all over the world and I eat in restaurants all over the world. And I see this amazing dynamic of the chef being in the kitchen again. The chef standing on the line, the chef expediting, the chef working directly with, you know, and it is, it's that look, it's that, that, that nod. It might be for me. If I see you're doing something wrong, I sing, you know, there's certain things that we do and, and yeah, we've got to, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of ran off on a tangent there for a second, but well, to bring you back to earth. Yeah, yeah. no, there's, there's hope for the trade. There absolutely yeah. is hope for the trade, you know, and, and, and I think that we got off, um, off track, uh, many years ago, you know, I think on a bigger picture, the art institutes of America kind oh of God. saw, yeah, I agree. kind of, kind of saw what was happening with the handful of culinary uh, schools being over, overflowed and they really got their, their, their nails into um, fooling a lot of kids. And, and I think right. a lot of, uh, you know, like a whole generation of cooks, certainly after us, we're about the same age, um, but, but, you know, like that first wave of, you know, post-Food Network culinary students, you know, those art institutes all over the country were taking 50000 for a two-year program telling kids that they're going to be executive chef and they're going to make right. six figures and all of this nonsense. And, and, and it almost took like the implosion of that, you know, it was almost like a bubble, you know, it was like the real estate thing like that, that, that whole art school culinary school thing had to blow up in order for the trade to course correct a little bit. Yeah. 
And I mean, I mean, I'm on the board for my culinary school where I graduated from. And one of the things that they were talking about was getting rid of the, the apprentice program, you know, getting rid of the externship. And, and, and I can't believe that it was even on the board. I can't believe that it was a conversation. Like one of the most most valuable pieces. Exactly. To pull that out. And they were saying that it, it, you know, it costs a lot of money and, you know, there were a lot of people, you know, a lot of these kids are out there and they're starting to complain because they're not getting paid for these things. And, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're trying to find these jobs and my, I mean, I fought it tooth and nail, man. Every single part of it that I was, was like the, the apprenticeship is the most, it's more important in reality than, 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 than your fabrication class of, of, you know, of how to break down the brain. You know, well, I mean, for the, that's for the, oper- for the operators too, you know, I yeah. mean, I don't know how it was in Philly in the early nineties, but in San Francisco in the early nineties, you know, CCA budgeted for that. Uh, California Culinary Academy was full. Yeah. You know, uh, we had at the Ritz, you know, spread out through all the different departments, you know, 20 externs or interns at, at any time. Sure. And you budgeted well, for that. Yes. 20. Now, fast forward, you know, whatever it was, 20 years, and now I'm executive chef at the Ritz in L.A., and I can't get a single <laughs> intern. Or an no. Nope. Not at all. You're yeah. not getting them. No, it's but amazing. It was, I mean, valuable, it, was, it was such a valuable thing, though, Chef, because a lot of these kids would come in and, and they'd be terrible and, you know, we'd laugh them out and they would only work one shift and, and it happened a lot. Right. But, you know, on the flip side, some of them would come in and be stone cold pros and get themselves a job and get second cook right off the bat, you know, at like fourteen, fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah. You know, that that was that was the shit. You know, and, and it was a great opportunity for a lot of folks. And I and I know a lot of successful chefs today that that, that came out of that group. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, out of my graduating culinary class from 94, there are two, two that are actual working chefs at this point and three of us in the industry. And that third person is me. You know, so I mean, and, and that's my entire graduating class. I mean, nobody's doing it anymore. Wow. And that was that bubble. I mean, that was 1994. Emerald was what a year after that. You know, or right Probably, around that yeah, same time frame. Really, when he started really hitting. You know, not to get off topic, but you mentioned Emerald. Uh, we're running uh, Amazon uh, TV over here, and uh, last month. Last month, they released uh, the entire series of Great Chefs, Great Cities oh, free no way. on Amazon TV right now. Great well, Chefs, I- Great Cities, Great Food, yep. lovingly prepared by the best. That's right. Absolutely the, absolutely the best cooking show of all time. You got a good guy in each town. Yep. One guy makes a, a first course. Somebody makes an entree. Somebody makes a dessert. And they do a little bio. But it's the chef cooking the chef's food with no bells or whistles. And 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 damn it, if if, if it did, I didn't see an Emerald episode the other day. Yeah. Bless his heart. He was always just a little messy bastard huh like he, he, he's making a dress he cracks an egg and i swear to god there's as much shell in, in, in this thing. he's stirring up as there is yolks and and he just powers right through it doesn't even i mean it just it, it, it but it's really neat to see all of these you know i mean it's it, it's a hit list of all of the very very top uh celebrity chefs of today cooking back in their formative years when they were all cooking in their respective restaurants 
If you ever get a chance on uh, on Amazon, you can download a show called Eat the World with Emeril Lagasse. And it won Best Culinary Program. It won an, an Emmy for Best Culinary Program t- 2016. And I know it because my brothers actually created the show. And my brothers owned and produced oh, wow. the show with Emeril on that project. And it, it's, it's a really neat look at Emeril now. In his mm-hmm. in what he is at this point in 2016 with his friends with Mario Batali, you know with with uh, uh, Nancy Silver, I mean with all of these people that are his friends and to watch him interact it's with them. Yeah, yeah, it's wild, man. It's really a neat thing because you know I mean and and again I mean I'm, look I'm a, I'm a chef's table guy across the board. I loved great chefs. Do you remember the British show Chef? I have every episode on DVD. Dude, how awesome! I've, wanted, I've, 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 I've wanted to do something with True Cooks with 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 that Chef series and Lenny Henry for the longest time, but the problem is, is that you and I and about two other dudes are the only ones that are even aware. Of that. Exactly, it was so brilliant <laughs> when, when the guy asks here. for salt. Oh. It was oh. the greatest show. Listen, watching the comedy, well, well, watching that, all the that, that was inspired. I, I think that was inspired by a Marco um, flip oh, Pierre, out. And, you right? know, a, a, lot, a lot of the, yeah, a lot of the things <laughs> that they're parodying on that show, you know, it was a lot of the stuff that was in the press at the time, you know, or shortly before the time with Marco. Uh, so, so what's your, what's your plan moving forward? I mean, you guys have uh, an, you have amazing legs on the ground. You guys are, are, are crushing what you're doing. You have an, a, a one, I mean, a, a raw brand, which is so great to see what, what is, what's going forward for true cooks. What are you guys doing? We just want to kind of stay on the same path, you know, and, and, and I'm a firm believer that if it's not broken, don't fix it. So, you know, provided that we can continue making great stuff, people are feeling it, we can continue, you know, making folks laugh, um, entertaining people, you know, I mean, that's really, that's really what it comes down to is, is, is entertainment. So, you know, how do you define that? You know, we're going to, I mean, we've got a ton of amazing new hard goods that we're working on, you know, a lot of stuff that unfortunately I can't really talk about right now, but it's pretty big, you know, but definitely all the soft goods are getting, you know, uh, a major polish. Um, Live events is something that we just made some decisions on for 2019 so we've done an annual party, like a, a cook's party, cooks for cooks, by cooks, uh, every year now that we've been uh, in business. And, um, you know, we, we just did an event in Los Angeles with Headley and Bennett, um, a block party um, at, at their facility. And, and, and it was about 400 uh, chefs and cooks. And just, just what a wonderful time. Um, so we want to expand on that. So we're going to, we're, we're going to, we're, we're going to, do that next year in um, some new markets, uh, which we're really excited about. And <clears throat> really, it's content and trying to figure out how we can showcase our community, our fans, our family. You know, how, how can we use, leverage True Cooks to, to, to bring a larger spotlight on uh, the folks that do what we do, you know? And, and, and that could be the fine dining kid, that could be, you know, uh, Mama Rosa, the pupusa truck, it, you know, and everybody in between. So, you know, we're moving really fast, but at the same time, 
I want to honor what's gotten us here in the first place and, and, and just really try to represent, you know, being a good cook and, you know, a brand that has a lot of integrity. It's cool, man. I like it. I'm a big fan of what you guys do. So, uh, Hey, Chad, why don't you do me a favor? Give us one more round of who you are and how we can get in touch with you real quick. Chad Minton. I'm the owner founder of true cooks and you can reach us at true cooks on Instagram, true cooks on Facebook, true cooks on Twitter, YouTube. And of course, www.truecooks.com. There you go, brother. Chad, thanks so much for your time, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm looking forward to talking to you guys, uh, you know, about some of your stuff and uh, watching what happens, man. We got to get you a hat when we get off the phone. And, uh, you know, whatever I can do to, to, to support you, Chef, consider it done. I appreciate that, man, very, very much. And uh, what I'll do is I'll, I'll reach out to you afterwards. I'm going to give you a call after we're done the show anyway and uh, have a chat with you. All right, brother? Sounds good. I look forward to it. Thanks, Chad. I appreciate your time, man. Take care of yourself. Thanks, everyone, for listening. All right, everybody. There we go. Uh, Chad Minton, uh, founder and owner of True Cooks. Uh, you know, the the uh, the True Cooks brand is something I, I, you know, I just can't I can't I can't talk about it enough, man. I'm really I really love what these guys are doing and I love the rawness of it and what they're moving forward with. And to have that conversation with Chad um, to kind of get a little bit of the background of it and his kind of vision on where we are, what we're doing and what they're doing as well is really kind of neat. Um, it's funny, the more people that I talk to about the industry and everything else, we're all kind of really having the same conversation, which is about employees and, and how we're, how we're retaining and holding and, and what we're doing with them. So it's kind of neat to get, uh, to get Chad's perspective of that, especially after leaving, you know, leaving the line uh, a couple years ago to start this new brand as raw as it is. So, um, Chad, thanks so much for your time, man. Cheers to you. And, uh, I just really appreciate, uh, having you on and everybody do me a favor, get out there. If you're in this industry, even if you're not check out this brand of true cooks, see what it is that they're doing and uh, all the really cool stuff that's involved in it. All right. Uh, Hey, everybody. I want to thank you so much for hanging out with me. You guys know the deal here. Get over to iTunes, uh, Stitcher, RadioInfluence.com, Google Play, all those awesome places, and give us some reviews. Let us know what you guys think. The other thing, you want to have some guests, you you have ideas for guests or somebody you'd like to hear, something you'd like to see, do me a favor. Send it along to us. You can reach out to me, ChefBrianDuffy at gmail.com. That's my direct email, man. Send it right over to us. We'll see what happens happens we'll send it out and uh, we'll see what we can get who we can get on here got to thank the three people that are doing such an amazing job when it comes to this show we got to thank maggie gagliardi for the unbelievable artwork that she puts together every single week we've got to thank the boys down there in tampa florida from radioinfluence.com jerry and jason who worked so hard to accommodate me this show and everybody that we have on it i appreciate them and michelle out there in breeze illinois from uh techno solution check those guys out they do all of our website stuff i want to thank you guys so much for hanging out with us this week and I say it every single week before we hang up but do me a favor go out and be fucking nice to people man it's not that hard cheers didn't get duffified enough follow Chef Brian Duffy on Facebook and on Twitter at Chef B-R-I-D-U-F-F look for the blue verified check mark to get exclusive content and to see what's coming up on next week's show this has been Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence I'm Jerry Petuck, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, 
please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com. 